Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, it's Gareth and the Wise Men Say podcast here, just reminding all you London-based Sunderland fans to get yourself along to the Southwark Brewery on the 2nd of September for our live show with our guest David Priest. It's £10 a ticket. You can get them from wisemensay.co.uk. Make sure you spread the word amongst your London brethren as well. You get a free pint of beer and there'll be a little bit of food as well. So all of that for a tenner. What a delight. So get yourself on the wisemensay.co.uk for your tickets and we hope to see you there. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast where we are doing what we know best and talking about a Sunderland defeat. You'll be used to that now if you've been subscribed for the last four seasons or so. I'm Stephen Goldsworth and joined by Gareth Barker as always in the studio. We've also got Rory Fallow here as well. Wise Men Say regular. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say something there. Oh, it's cute to come in and just say nice to be here or something like that. It is. It's always nice to be here. Mm. There was somebody last week who was saying they didn't know who... They listened for the first time. What have you been doing for four years? Listen for the first time and then said they didn't know anybody was. So yeah, so we don't do the formal introductions anymore. Do we? we could have done accents. Really, should have talked yeah. about this before. Oh well, we we have accents, but you know, I, I was wondering why. Yeah, varied I was wondering what you were driving at with the yeah. accent thing. Yeah. Oh no, there was, oh. there was no dig there involved. <laughs> I didn't know what. Well, I didn't know if it was meant to be a dig or not. I don't know. Didn't understand <laughs> it. Anyway, George Colkin as well from the Times joins us as well. Hello, hello, George. Hello. Great piece George did today, by the way. I don't know if you've if you've always read it. a great piece. Yes. Well, it is, but you know, a typically good piece, um, which was a, a day in the life at just a football club before a game, George. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the idea was um, trying to tell the story of a match day and not do it during for the you know in the usual prism of win, draw, and defeat. And it sounds horrible to say that there's been too many defeats. So I like to try and do something different. So. Yes, yeah, spoke to lots of different um, different people at the club, from recognisable people like Grayson and O'Shea and Martin Bain, but also the groundsman and George Baker in the tunnel, who's been there since 1959, and a steward and a friend of mine, and uh, blah blah blah. But yeah, no, I loved I loved doing it. It was very very different. It was described as patronising northeast guff on Twitter, which is, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about putting as my new Twitter. That's, all, Twitter that's always a good sign, I think, when it gets yeah. that level of criticism. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'd just like to say, Stephen, thank you so much, because when we had this discussion about being on the uh, being on the podcast, and I agreed, but I did, there was a little bit of sort of blackmail involved, and I said, you have to retweet my piece mm-hmm. and say it's amazing and also say that I'm handsome. Mm-hmm. And then you promptly retweeted it and said it's an amazing piece and also said I'm handsome. Which That's made what you asked you. Well, know. I know, but it made me look like an idiot and it made, it made you look very sarcastic, I, don't I think it, No, I don't think it does. I think um, people, you know, the, the, all those things are true, what I said. Uh, I, would, I would take issue with it if none of those things were true and they're all true. So right, okay, we don't right. have a problem Thank with you. that. Right, fine. We don't have a problem Move with that It's, at all. it's been Move a good on. week for... Um, Sunderland article type things in national newspapers. It was a, a good one in the, in the Guardian, Guardian as well. Yeah, it was beautiful, the, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Really the, uh, good, yeah. the, the last from America who uh, found herself supporting Sunderland. Never and, mind. And it, 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 I thought, I thought it, it, I, I would 
urge people to 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 google it and find it and stuff like that it is beautiful but it's kind of it seems sort of typical that i don't want to spoil the end but sort of like the end is learning how to abuse your own football yeah, yeah. team is actually knowing that you belong somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i thought was fantastic the bit that i liked in it was where she says that she likes to shout well at least you tried your best to the players <laughs> yeah. and i was like am i trying to incorporate that then we went one nil down See, against leeds and it's like nah. i could so imagine you shouting something like that <laughs> really with your tone and mannerisms and yeah. stuff yeah mannerisms, what <laughs> just mannerisms? Everything, just everything away you present yourself and everything I'm, I'm just saying I can imagine I suppose that's a compliment can, actually well, it saying is, I'm nice yeah. Yeah. well yeah you are nice so you've had, he's had a go at his accent now he's had a go at his mannerisms <laughs> a lot of tension in here I still don't know what the accent <laughs> George and Stephen are talking like. about who's handsome <laughs> I still don't know what the accent thing was, if I'm being honest. Uh, can I just say, before we talk about Sunderland and stuff, that for the record, I don't care that a League Cup draw has been taken place in a different country of where the sponsor is. For outrage a little bit, innit? They don't turn don't up know. the League Cup games, and now the care where it's drawn. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I don't care. I really, really don't care. I think it's if, more, you, if you care, that's fair enough, and I respect that. But I, think the, I just do not care less the where is, a League Cup draw has been taken place. And I think it's just a bit daft, in it? But it's nothing. Get, it's nothing to get outraged about. Well, I just it? think it's it's indic- I think the argument would be on the other side that it's indicative of the way football is. That well, you do say that. Draw, there's a cup draw taking place <laughs> at quarter past four in the morning in so China. Most, no most, it's, it is ridiculous. Most of the people who were kicking off about it won't even watch those cup. Oh draws. yeah, there you go. I don't care. Well, but I, it is it is stupid. Who in who in where, where has it been done? It's been done in Beijing. In did China, I, read? I think, yeah. in China. Yeah. yeah. So. Who cares over there? It's, about the it's clearly not Cup? being done as as a favour or to or, or with any thought to the people back here who will be going to the games. So that does seem a bit strange. Somebody telling you who you're playing on a certain day. If the but, FA yes, Cup, I mean I know what you if mean. If it was the FA Cup, it would be different, I think. But well, would it now? Well, nobody cares. cares. Well, nobody people don't yeah. care about the League Cup, do they? No people don't do care they? about the FA Cup. But this is this is modern Britain and modern life, and we have to be permanently outraged exactly. about absolutely only, everything. I'm exactly. outraged <laughs> about your lack of outrage, for example. Yeah. Well, it is, and it's Britain and football in particular as well. And we'll get on to that a little bit when we talk about attendances and stuff. I think later on as well. Oh, don't start. <laughs> the tone of this show is Well, the, right, the match, then we'll talk about that off. first. Yeah. We'll talk about that first. The good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Things I want to mention. Um, the good, I think, we started well. It's nice to see players caring. And I think when that starting 11 is fit and permanently fit, they're not that far away uh, where you would imagine they could put a, a serious push for a, a playoff players together. The bad, let's be frank, Galloway at left back, not getting away from that. Uh, the ugly. Apart from the winger. <laughs> got away from that pretty yeah, fair few yeah, times, didn't they? Go boom, boom. The ugly, how knackered they were when Leeds scored. Mentally shot. Better team until then, but they looked fatigued, and and you didn't really think they were going to get back into the game, which is a little bit worrying, isn't it? Which one of those things do you want to talk about first? I think the, I think so it's slag Galloway. Off well, and get that out know, I think one thing I we should do is probably say fair play to Leeds because they did a job on us and Streetwise. we we did we've done we did yep. that in Norwich the other week yep. and tried to do with Sheffield Wednesday so we can't complain when a team of a similar similar ability to Sunderland there's probably not much between the two sides and they come, came and did it to us and once they got the first goal I thought they were defensively absolutely brilliant or organizationally um we couldn't hold the ball um they pressed us really well um, and then hit us on the break in the second half. We never really threatened the goalkeeper in the second half. Um, the games have definitely caught up with him. And the fact that he didn't, I can understand why maybe he didn't make make changes in the starting eleven. Uh, the substitutes really didn't make much of an impact at all. Um, so yeah, I, th- I just think hard to do that coming on though. Losing you're gonna, the game, you're gonna lose. You, you're gonna lose games. You are. But the team that won the league last season lost ten games. Yeah, not totally, but. When we came after the Sheffield Wednesday game and said how knackered they looked the last 20 minutes against Sheffield Wednesday, it, you know, it's not surprising that Leeds scoring when they did just knocked the stuffing out of them, though. Just should, he have refreshed, should have refreshed it more than he did. Well, he did refresh it more than he did. He didn't refresh it at all. Should have refreshed it. It probably just underlines the need for depth, doesn't it? I don't think there's, oh, there's, there's really many. I don't think anyone raised any eyebrows, particularly when he, the team came out, because it is. At the moment, it's still probably the best, the best eleven yeah. that you could put out with with the players that are fit. Um, but I, I kind you of could have put Gibson in. You could have put others in. I could have. No, but has, I'm not saying you know he has lots of options. He yeah, but, but that's what I mean. That Gibson's probably the only one. He had nothing to change it up front. He's got nothing to change it in defence unless you put O'Shea in. But I don't think centre half is particularly the problem. No, well, I thought the, the two centre backs again. Yeah. I know there was some criticism for Corney for the goal, but. <clears throat> 
he had to go across because I don't know where, yeah. what Galloway was doing yeah, there. He was in absolute. Flash. He was in such a strange position. Galloway. He was kind of. He wasn't. It wasn't like he was hearing back because he'd gone forward. He just kind of found himself in a a space where he wasn't affecting the game at all. We've and, seen that a lot recently as well. And like, then already from Galloway. And then he got the, the lad got into the size. Was it? He got into that little pocket and you know took his chance. Yeah, and that's. Finish. I think if you look at. All the positives and negatives that have been evident in the first games were still evident in this game. Mm-hmm. There's no, yeah, they were amplified by certain things. The tiredness, I think, probably the negative sides were amplified, but it's all the same. There's no, there wasn't anything. Or oh, we've learned something incredibly different about the Sunderland team. We knew all of the stuff before the game and after the game. So the problems that still need addressing, and there's still the positives there. I, th- I mean, I think uh, I've only seen the two home games uh, in person i think i'm still feeling relief really i mean i know that it was a defeat on saturday but i think the the derby game you know there's that sort of you can feel sort of everybody's got that intake of breath thinking what's it going to be like mm. is there a trap door underneath the club again how will they respond there's the gib you know the gibson stuff had happened and then you know it was sort of it was kind of refreshing to see the way they came back and tried and, and that's obviously carried through and i thought the first i I mean, I really enjoyed the first twenty minutes, and I thought they looked, I thought they looked good. I mean, and I know, I mean, yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's such a simple thing to be saying, but it's like, when was the last time you can really say say that? So I'm still have that feeling of slight mm. shock of being there mm. and seeing seeing a team that's really trying, that's up for it, that looks hungry and 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 sort of ambitious and and all those things. And, never, um, and it's a hard start. And Grayson alludes to the fact that it's a, it's a hard start. And he questions whether any of your clubs had a start as hard as this. They probably haven't. Before, yeah. When the fixtures come out and I saw the first four games and I saw who it was, I actually thought then, you know, even if we have five or six points after those four games and we weather the storm, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Now, it's disappointing because you had five points going into this game. Yeah. So it does change it a little bit, doesn't it? But I think importantly, even losing the Leeds game, and Gareth said they did a similar job to us the, the, on what we done, we we did to Norwich. But they didn't outclass us by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no, and, no. and there's nothing, I've still seen nothing to to indicate that Sunderland are going to really struggle apart from numbers. Yeah, and and the point you make about fatigue is absolutely mm-hmm. spot on. I mean, I, they did just they looked they looked knackered by the end, didn't they? So I think there I think there will have to be a refreshing of that. And there's, you know, I, I, I think that more players have to be brought in. Although that's obviously going to depend on on who goes as well. But um, there needs to be there needs to be more numbers and, and a bit of and a bit of a bit more depth. I was, yeah, it was. I mean, I was. It was disappointing by the end because I think there was that feeling of of momentum behind the club, and that's going to be so important this season. Um, but equally. You know, every game, every game is is like is is going to be like that. Every game is is a struggle in the championship. It's sort of a cliche, but it is, and it just it grinds on and grinds on and grinds on. But I mean, I'm, I, I've been I've been kind of very pleased with what I've seen so far, and I've also been very pleased with. It's been great to hear Sunderland fans talking with, you know, enthusiasm about the team again. Yeah, you know, I think you look at a player like Snodgrass, and if they could get him in. You know that would be massive because I think at the moment every team's going to rely. rely oh, I said this last season. Every team's going to want him. Every, every team's going to rely on the best players to win them games because all the games are going to be tight and it's going to be a case of your best player is going to pull something out the bag and you take your chance. At the moment, you look at probably the players who've got the, the X factor at this level, probably McGeady um, and and um, and Graben, who, who are the ones who are going to influence it. Going forward consistently, they'll be able to do something. They need a couple more in from an attacking sense who are going to just do something, a bit of magic in the game. And Snodgrass would be one of those players. We need another striker um, because, for all Vaughan tries his best, you know, I, I, I'm nervous about him. Our, our attack him, looks very one dimensional yeah. as well, doesn't it? And he does, yeah, he wins some stuff, but when he's losing balls in the air, then he, he's. Yeah. He's not effective then, he's just... Their centre-halves totally snuffed yeah. him out second half. Did, he, yeah. he looked all right early on, that one way he got on when I think was Anita played dodgy back pass. Yeah, and he, and he got on the end of it. He's unlucky to have that shot blocked, and him and Graben had a nice little yeah. bit of link-up there in when the, he had the first bar, yeah. half. Yeah. When, and that was kind of out of nothing, like Vaughan held that up on his own, yeah. really. But 
if you could have someone like Snodgrass or even McCormack coming in and it could maybe enable you to play grabbing through the middle and could allow us to get the ball on the floor a bit as well because we are just relying yeah. on pumping the ball up to Vaughan a lot and when the two lead centre-halves are on their game like that, just our attack and, and fans, nothing in the second half. Fans and managers of every top-half championship club are probably going to say, if we had Snodgrass in our team or we had um, McCormack in our team, because they're all in it, and Grayson said that today, didn't he? It's a congested market now, yeah, yeah. and everybody's going to have after these players on. But, you, but you, you look at play—I mean, players like McCormack and, and obviously Dwight Gale last season, and um, who's the other? Jordan Rhodes, people like that. You know why they're in demand because they're they're a virtual guarantee of of goals in the championship, and maybe haven't quite made the step up, but at that level, they're incredibly they're incredibly valuable. I spoke to Steve Bruce about McCormack last season during. The gate gate um, thing, <laughs> so which was kind of quite, quite, quite funny. But um, and obviously there's been there's been issues at Villa, but um, Grayson knows him very well, doesn't he? So it'd be interesting that one. The one I was looking at, and he, I'd noticed he didn't play. Is it because he's injured? I don't know. Um, but Glenn Murray at Brighton. Now there's a player I was looking at going realistically. How often is he going to play? You'd think Brighton would probably want to bring. I know they were trying to sign Zahor, weren't they, from Cardiff. You'd imagine if they're going to spend £10 million plus on him. I know they were sending Hemed, I think, the other way. He's somebody... You think, I bet his wages aren't that high. Maybe that would be one where they'd be his, open to a loan, Jean? maybe. Who I want, don't think Zahor's going to drop down, is he? Well, he's not... He's, and you worry he's, about what he's the not rem- going to be But he's not well. remotely getting a sniff now. And they, they'd agreed, was it £5 million quid in January or something? They, I think they'd thought eight, £8 million, wasn't was it? it? And I think... We ain't got uh, eight million quid. No, no, but player. his value's probably gone down because he hasn't played. He doesn't play. Yeah, he didn't do. The windows probably doubled the value. <laughs> yeah, would, it's would, interesting. Would, would, I mean, they might let him go out and loan, though, perhaps. Get some wages they might, off. They spend yeah. a lot of money, so they're going to have to. Something's going to have to give them. And because, yeah, and if that allows you to bring in someone permanently as well, if you get them on loan. But like I say, is he going to want to drop down division at the moment? And it's it's, it's looking for that thing Grace and spoken for spoken about as well. Is do they fancy it? Like, well, yeah, yeah. Would, but that's what made me think of his show because even though we were bot- stuck at bottom of the league, he wanted to come. Yeah, that's you know, true. he was desperate yeah. to come to Sunderland. So that, that you know, at that, at that time in January, we all thought Sunderland were probably going to get relegated. But he wasn't bothered about it. He wanted to come and say he wanted to come and play for us. So it'll be interesting. I think it will be busy in the last few. Yeah. I think it will be busy in the last few days. I think Kone will go. I mean, that's my, that's my, that's what I'm sort of told. Or at least they he'll go if someone can be found to buy him. I mean, I think there needs to be room needs to be made, and I think they would. I think they would then move move for players, but. Um, I don't know who would. I don't know who would take Kone at the minute. I mean, he's played quite well this season. No, he has. But it's, yeah. Well, it's been good to see the fact yeah. he's. I mean that he's he's put a shift in, hasn't he? Um, the Calvary when he so. came on wasn't great, was he? Really, no, no. the weekend didn't really do anything. It's one of you think his value's well. decreasing if anything. Yeah. Don't yeah. You? But then you do all, and we say this every week, so I don't want to like you know be like a broken record, but. He is a key, he's a creative player, and, and Premier League sides get desperate at the end oh, of the yeah. transfer window. Don't yeah. let's have somebody who's playing the Premier League. He's scored in the Premier League, so I still wouldn't be surprised to see something happen. He'll end up being alone if he goes that one. Do not sell him? I'm not going to be too surprised if Corne goes, but then the worry for me is it opens up another issue for it. We, we, we then need another centre half yeah, yeah. because we're looking at Brown and. Or Shea Gillibodji. He surely got somebody in mind. Well, yeah, like, he had that. He, he, he said that he's 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 been he was asked about that after the game on Saturday, and he was asked about it at his presser as well. And he sort of said they've got he's got they've got I mean not not deals done, but they've got things they've worked on quite a few things which I think are ready to go. I mean, and obviously everybody is vulnerable really, and there's a price for everybody because that's just the way the finances are. But um, I think there are I think. Uh, there are sort of deals in place that he would he would be confident about getting done. The one I'd be worried about if they sold in Dong would because we've got yeah. nothing really else like him in the squad no, and replacing no, no. him would be quite difficult. I think. I don't um, think just in our squad. I think in the division, there's not yeah. much like him. I yeah. think early on in those in these games, even on Saturday, made I think he made more passes than anyone else. Tackling was excellent again, um, and for a team that. Had the majority of the ball, just keep seeing those tackles constantly mm. going in. It's not like the, we had our backs to the wall, particularly mm. for a lot of the game and just the energy levels. If players like Catamol, Gibson are going to tie in, McNair's going to come back in and isn't going to be fully fit for a while, considering the injuries coming back from. Need someone with the legs of Ndong and the quality to go with it. I think over the course of the season, he could be the best midfielder yeah. in that division. Yeah. 
I think is I mean Ledbit is another one that's been linked, hasn't he? And although we're overstocked in that area. I just think what I'd, I think his legs have gone Ledbit. What I saw from for Borough last season, George, do you agree with that? Um, Watched him last season for Borough. When uh, the, 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 bit, the odd time he played and come on, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was important to them when they came up, and has obviously been has been good for them, been good for them there. Um, is that like is that what they Sunderland really need? Probably I'm not. not no. Sure, it really is. I think that's it. Bringing in the, the players for the right reason. There's no real value in bringing a player like Ledbitter because zero sellers. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing, nothing he, do, he doesn't do anything that what we've got. But, I mean, he's, yeah. he'll probably score a few more goals from midfield than the players that we've got in there. I mean, that I guess could be argued is a problem if you know you, you wouldn't expect Catamol and Dong if they were your centre midfield two to get a lot of goals. I mean, it's on the front four really then to deliver that. And we have been a little bit wasteful with some of the chances we had. Yeah. Although Grabham's mm-hmm. got a couple, um, you know, Vaughan's had some really good chances and. Missed, missed them quite poorly, really. And obviously, McGeady's chipped in, um, Honeyman's chipped in. So I think that key, that key one it is the second striker, the key one that they're going to bring in. I mean, Va- Vaughan's played a lot of football as well. I mean, he's played nearly all through pre-season. Yeah. It felt like he played every pre-season game. And now you missed know, about four penalties. Yeah. <laughs> and when we when he first signed, pretty much every supporter was like. Well, he's not going to be first choice yeah. as well, and to be fair, possibly he didn't even expect that. But it's just the way it's gone. But if we can add those more, some more goals mm. up front, I know that sounds ridiculous, but we need, to, yeah. we do need to take the burden off that middle of midfield too. Because Catamol and Dong, I mean, you'd be surprised if they got five goals between mm. them mm. For this season, really, wouldn't you? Well, he's certainly going to make changes for, for the Carlisle game, and we'll, we'll try and link into that from here by by using the goalkeeper thing. So we'll do we'll do that next one. We'll come back, yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We expect Simon Grayson to make changes for the Carlisle game. The goalkeeper will be one position that is changed. Uh, anybody think Steele was a fault for the second goal? I think the positioning was quite poor. He didn't, didn't seem to be committing either way, did he? I just think you shouldn't be scoring with a header from there. Oh, the defending was poor as well, don't no, get us no, wrong. No, everything, like, just distance and everything. Yeah, well, he did seem yeah. quite... He was about 15 yards out in an yeah. angle and he's... Yeah, you, shouldn't, you should not be beating yeah. a goalkeeper from that yeah. position. Yeah. He should be tightly marked, like, that's fair but enough as well. He, but even if he, even if that's steel, a free yeah. header, you should not be beating a goalkeeper yeah. from that position. He just, he just didn't seem to be committing. Still. Either way, he just... He looked like he was... Am I going to come off my line and try and get the cross and then... Actually, ball watching is what it looked like, which for a goalkeeper sounds... Quite mad, really. It's not usually. A couple of us were talking before the game, and we said it's it's interesting now. Goalkeeper is probably the one position where you wouldn't just you wouldn't just be dropped without making a mistake. Generally, other positions, a manager would have a look and train, and during the week and say, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him in today. You generally wouldn't have that with a goalkeeper because 
before the game we were saying you do feel like Steele's going to have to make a mistake now before he comes out the side now he's going to come out because of the cup game if Grayson interprets that second goal he could have done better with you could see a change now couldn't you it's a, it's a chance for how do you pronounce it is it Reuter Ra- 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 I, I think it's Reuter Right, like a wireless router. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got a chance now, hasn't he? Yeah. Although I mean, I know I know what you mean. I mean, I think it's that thing that if you took a if you took take your first choice out now, that sort of sends a message. It's difficult to come yeah. back from that. I suppose is what is what I mean. Um, because it isn't, as you say, it's not the position that gets you. Don't change that position from what you see in training during the week. You've got your first choice, he's in there, and it usually takes something fairly calamitous for, for him to come out. There hasn't been anything calamitous. I don't think it's been wholly convincing. But do you stick with him? Granted, not for the cup game, but do you stick with him, keep him you know, getting used to where he is and who he's playing with, and then hope that that confidence increases? And by then, you know, by doing that, you're then settling the back four, back five. Everybody knows who they are. If you make a change again... You've sort of got to start all over again. Um, so it is a it's a difficult one. I would be surprised if he came out without, you know, without doing something dramatic. I mean, the the, the other side of that argument is you should take him out before he does something calamitous. But um, I would I would be surprised if he's if he's dropped on the, the basis of what we've seen so far. And Kyle, it's not like think, you, well, you would imagine Kyle might you'd you would hope Kyle aren't gonna aren't gonna um, sort of be that attacking. Um, and, and aggressive that the keepers called in action to have like a blind in the game anyway, would you midweek? No, I mean to be fair to Steele, I mean I put the question out on Twitter actually and said what do people think. Um, it was real mixed response. Half people were saying what we some of us have said. Half people were saying he had no chance really. It was a good header. Cross was fired over. I'm more in the inclination that it looked weird live. I was thinking, hmm. Should really should should not he be scored ahead of from there mm-hmm. from from the position where where Steele was. He just seemed take to, he wasn't even like right on his near post. It just seemed to take him a long time to yeah. get across get across the goal. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably a bit. It's we're, be we're, too being, harsh we're being hypercritical. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I'm, because, I'm not trying to suggest you know. That I mean, he's done something. There's a massive problem out there. He's, also, he's also following Jordan Pickford. I mean, yeah. you know, that's another thing to say. We've, we've, I mean, we've one of the you know the you know arguably the only kind of bright spark around the club last year in terms of players really, and he was so so good. It's going to be very difficult for the next person to come in, and you look at him and think. You know, he's he's not going to be anything like as good as as Pickford. But then, is he better than Manoni? I guess would be the, the main yeah. question, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sold fair, him fair question, and yeah. replaced him um, for a quarter of the price. Mm. Um, and he would say, on evidence, he probably isn't better than Manoni. So that's where the, I guess that's where the bugbear would mainly be. People will accept he's not nobody's Jordan Henderson, obviously, because the. The amount of money Tom that Henderson. was spent. I said Jordan Tom Henderson, not Tom Henderson. Is that, but why Jordan Henderson talking about goalkeeper? Oh, no sorry, what am I talking about? Yeah, I, was yeah. Wondering I don't myself. want Jordan yeah, Henderson Jordan in goal. Pickford, yeah. <laughs> so then you well, tried you to might, correct well, me. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you made me be questioning myself he's, there he's as the, well. He's the kind of person who probably would go in goal, wouldn't he? It was yeah, he, he probably would. Your gestures put us off. <laughs> your gesticulate and put put you off. And Stephen's breaking microphones. It's all kicking off. It's all gone wrong. Fix that, Stephen. Good lad. Yeah, so pick, not not many people are going to be able to replace Jordan Pickford. Sorry, um, but yeah, it, I think that that's. I think as well because I think a lot of people saw Reuter in pre-season and were quite kind of enthused with him, and then and it, he had that. Then Steele had that game um, against Celtic, and I think a lot of people made kind of made their minds up, and Steele's going to have to do a lot to to change people's opinion that he's not capable of doing something. Horrible. Yeah, I'd we... forgotten about Celtic. To be fair, I was, well, I was, I was, I was kind of thinking about the league, the league games. But yeah, 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 I'd forgotten about Celtic. Drop him, drop him, drop him, <laughs> get him out. Hopeless. Sell him. The window's still open. The window. Yeah. That's still how we can open. free up some wages. Get sell him, and then we'll get to four back because yeah. he, he's out of favour at, uh, yeah. at Bournemouth already. Problem so solved. Get him, get him back on loan. We'll play no one in goals. To fall, just score loads of goals yeah. anyway. Be the entertainers. Exactly. Imagine him in that division. He just. His boots, wouldn't yeah. he? I think I must have crossed the mind of every single fan on Saturday when we were watching the game. When we every time we were like, we saw like a laboured build up 
and you were looking for one of them to make a clever run, you yeah. would just everybody must have thought, imagine if we had the four making that run for us. But anyway, not to be. Um, he's going to make changes. Oviedo's going to come in a left back, which is is a necessity at the moment. To be fair, I, Galloway's I, injured anyway. So. Yeah, and I, f- I felt sorry for Galloway a little bit because the crowd didn't quite turn on him. But in that corner in the first half, there, the were, there was there was some groans and mm. there, was, there was an ironic achieve for one for one thing yeah. he did, which isn't nice. I don't, I don't think, yeah, especially with a young player like that. Yeah. Um, so he make a change there. Um, centre half, we would expect O'Shea to come in. He, he, did, he hasn't played Gillibodge yet, even against Bury. So something we'll be seeing him no. again. I think. <laughs> I'd like to see him yeah. one last time, just one last time, just for, just for old times' sake. Just nice bit of comedy. I don't want to see him ever again. <laughs> A laugh though, he'll, he'll do funny, he'll, like in, in the cuff. It doesn't take like, not too much of a risk. Get Pappy in, like Jimmy Triori when he scored that own goal, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, um, that against Burnley or something, wasn't it? This season's not going to be too entertaining, even if we do well. It's not going to be entertaining. We might as well get at least one Gillibodgy game in there just to see what he's like, just to play yeah. him in midfield, test the water, keep him out the way, yeah, exactly. Play him up front, we're yeah, light there yeah. at the minute, throw him off the front, yeah. He's got cross field balls, he can just oh, cross exactly, the ball yeah. instead. Bring him on for McGeady, since McGeady always gets knackered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just like that, that would him be quite funny. Would you be surprised to see McGeady come out of the team? Yeah, he, he, I think he looked shot even against yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Well, hasn't he said that Kazri's going to play? So you'd assume that's for well, McGeady. Gooch could play, yeah, he played them he? both at Bury though, didn't he? Yeah. Gooch, oh, yeah, sorry. Gooch yeah. could play, I guess, couldn't he? He's going to have to, isn't he? Um, he, he, can't, he can't play the call of that team again. Cannamore will 100% come out, won't he? You know. um, Gibson will come Gibson in. Gibson I guess it's whether he plays and Rodwell, Rodwell, Rodwell could come in. He's going to have to start playing some of these players and, and get some of the rustiness off, isn't he? Whether, whether, we, whether we like to see Jack Rodwell play or not, he's going to... Forgot it's about an, Rodwell. It's, it's, a necessity, it's a necessity, him, though. It's a necessity. To be honest, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see how he does. Oh, definitely, yeah. Him. Rodwell, I'd, you know, <laughs> easy target to make a game, but you know, he doesn't have a choice now, George, does he? he can't. Well, no, and, I mean, uh, he's not, you know, he's not done anything since he's been, since he's been here, but um, you would think... You would like to think that there's something that there's something still in him, and that you know, if we always say this, <laughs> is X person the best <sighs> person to get the most out of Jack Rodwell? I don't think there's anything in Jack Rodwell. I don't it's think there's ever been a player that's more dead behind the eyes who's made to someone than Jack Rodwell. He always looks like there's, there's, there's things Gosh. happened in the past that we don't yeah. know about. Yeah. At least you notice he's there, not like Tommy Miller when he played. Remember that? Like, well, yeah, but why were we playing, playing with ten men? Oh, Tommy Miller's it's kind of still in the same way that you notice Chilabodji's there, though, isn't it, <laughs> with Rodwell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually, you notice him because he's going mm. off injured after 20 minutes every game. Well, I always thought with Tommy Miller um, that, on like, when you know when you see, like, stills of, like, a, a goal being scored or whatever, like, a, in the paper and that, like, Tommy Miller was just always, like, just nearly got a tackle in <laughs> before they, like, went and scored. He was, like, ne- not quite there. He scored a few goals in the Premier League, though. Yeah, against Burren. Scored three times as many as uh, John Stones. Yeah. Got one against Borough, got one against... That one against um, Borough was West really Ham. lucky, though. It just bounced off him, didn't it? Deflected off him and went in and flew in the corner, didn't it? Didn't it? Yeah. It's like really I remember, the game, I remember that. I'm sure he got on the end of the ball, but then a deflected defender deflected it off him and hit off his shit and flew in the box. Because he's trying to clear it because he couldn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> he was making, yeah. he was making a last, that last-ditch tackle and he got there yeah. on that occasion <laughs> and it went in. That was the thief. How do we get on to Tommy Miller? Uh, <laughs> who's better, Rodwell or Miller? Because well, what age else can old, you say? That age-old football debate. <laughs> <laughs> <Up> <laughs> seen Ronaldo. Yeah. He dropped Vaughan, didn't he, for the Burry game? Well, not dropped him, but rested him for the yeah. Burry game, didn't he? Uh, which I was surprised at because I thought he scored lots of goals on that ground last season and I thought if somebody needs a goal, he'd start mm. him because he knows his pitch. He, knows he did his come ground. on, though, didn't he? He Vaughan? did, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does up front as well. It's a shame. Options there. It's a what, shame. Madge's injured, really, isn't it? Because that would be another. Yeah. After, after such a bright pre-season as well, because he had knee, he said he had an, a knee operation. I think yeah, it was yeah, said at the weekend, so he's going to be out for a while. And again, just under, underlines that need for depth. Yeah. But this would have been a really good, good opportunity for him. It took them a long time to get that knee injury sorted out, didn't it? I mean, it's been a month yeah. probably since he did it, and then it's going to be another month. So I wonder what it was. It's a shame that because he built up some momentum, yeah, definitely pre-season. Yeah, no, he scored a few goals, hadn't he? But the Soros there, I guess, and for not I'm, I'm looks thinking, nowhere near. No, he looks nowhere near, near no. in my opinion. But you know, he's he's going to be thrown in. He's asked to do a job. Maybe a game against Bury's what he needs. Uh, sorry, against Carlisle's what he needs. Something like that. See what he does. Um, because really, that's a level he should be going out on loan to. He should be going on loan at a higher level than that, shouldn't he? Are they in League Two, Carlisle? Or League well, one? he needs to get kicked. 
He <laughs> does, yeah, that is true. He needs to get kicked. Well, if a club want to bring him in the studio, we go just stand yeah. there and kick him. <laughs> well, you, you, know where, you know where it was, I noticed in the Hartlepool game that the, the Hartlepool fullback completely just bossed him, back pocket, um, because he tried to, I think he tried to go down the outside of him a couple of times and he just stepped across him. Yeah, it takes too long, and he's then, got no decisiveness about him. And then what was happening when he was, then he, after that happened a couple of times, he, he just, instead of going at him again, he'd, he'd, he'd given up, yeah. so he thought, I can't, he was going, I can't get round this fullback, I'm going to have to, so he was kind of going inside and then it was taking too long and the fullback, and he, that that is a conference fullback, um, so... He needs to go and play at a level where he can build his confidence and work out how to get round, how to get round people, how to get down the side of people. Um, if he's going to play wide, so that's what he needs to do. Have we finished talking about Carlisle yet? <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Well, what I want to ask a question. Go on, then. go on then. Are you enjoying the championship? Yeah, yeah I'm actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it helps when you've got a team who actually look like they care a little bit. I mm. think that's that's the main thing. Um, you don't just hanging on every game for ninety minutes. Yeah, I mean, me, 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 dad were talking Thinking about like this, hopefully that's... you all followed you into four somewhere down there. Mm. Yeah, well, you're not you're not going into games where it's like, well, we're not going to win today, definitely. Like we're, you know, like we're playing because because we're playing like Everton away, who aren't even a Champions League side. Whereas, every, pretty much every game this season, you're going to be thinking, got a chance. We've got a chance at least today, or we're going to win today, and you get the feeling that we're probably going to win most of our home games which sounds like a very minor thing but after the last well, we haven't won one yet haven't won a home game since December 17th yeah so exactly. how nice would it be to win a home game to win a home yeah. game exactly like, it's, it's a season ticket holder because the long that goes on as well that, that's the last thing yeah. you want that monkey on the, on the back still going much further to be fair Grayson's made some good comments about all those kind of things it was like in August yeah and he was like oh I haven't got a problem. I've won in August before, and then the home game thing. He was just like, "Oh, I'm not concerned about it." He's been good, hasn't he? He's been. Yeah. A few comments, a bit weird comments about foreign managers, and that sounds <laughs> a little bit Brexit to me. Like, well, honest, there's a bit but... of Brexit. Well, that's of, of a theme. The championship is quite Brexit, to be fair. It's, <laughs> We're playing Barnsley. It's, like, it's, next, yeah. next it's English. It's English. It's it pure is. English. It is. Yes, yeah. it's pure English. It's, um, it's weeping but, a big Ben being but, turned yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, bell ends. Yeah. But I mean. That's. I, I, I mean, the reason I asked the question is because, you know, I, I saw a fair bit of Newcastle last season, and I thought that was. I thought it was very important that getting that feeling back of. Well, I'll, I'll start again. The Premier League is a myth. That's my great theory. Certainly, the bottom half of the Premier League is a myth, and that's what I watch, and it's what you've been watching. Mm, well, worse um, than the bottom half. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, below yeah, the bottom but, half. But, sub but, bottom half. And I, and I suppose the bottom half of any di of any division is probably <clears throat> crap. But um, you know, and I I do think that I, I feel kind of very passionately about Sunderland should be about more than just hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and then hanging on for the sake of for the sake of losing to Stoke. For the sake of Premier League status. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, and so there's value. First of all, there's value of winning and enjoying what you're watching and getting something out of it. I think that's very. I mean, you know, it's such a statement of the obvious, but I think that's so important because otherwise, why, you know, why are you doing this if it's crap every week? Um, apart from for the, you know, for the old those old kind of traditional ties and stuff like that, and the day out and the social side of it. But there has to be there has to be a point to it, and um, I did. You know, I was pleased to see that with Newcastle last season. And I've, it's been, it's, I mean, it's, it's just different. It's different trips. It's about being competitive. It's different teams. It's different formations. It's an absolute grind, and it's game after game after game after game after game. But that, that feeling of being competitive and having a team who, uh, mm. who give a toss. Yeah, I've I mean, we, 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 we lost to yeah. Leeds, and I'm still looking forward to. Yeah, yeah going exactly. to I'm still exactly. looking forward to going exactly. to Carlisle. Exactly. It hasn't. You know, it hasn't. Yeah. I was annoyed and I was a bit depressed, but I didn't feel like I did feel when, when we lose a regular Premier League yeah. game last season. I think there's been a little bit of a. Oh, can we link we, this in? We can lose. we link this in now? With the attendances and come back and speak. Well, we for five ten minutes. Come back. We don't have to come back from anywhere. Just well, uh, yeah, I was going to just carry on the car out, but you wanted to put a little. Uh, well, music I did bed for in that. I did time. put the music bed in because I need to put the advert in, don't I? I feel like I just dropped the music bed in now, just because. Just because. Well, don't just drop the music bed in. Eh? 
Have I spoiled things? No, 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 no they have no, spoiled no. things. No, Why? Here's a question for you. It's a power struggle. This is just a power struggle. a question for you. In front of your eyes and in front of the listeners' ears. Why? Why hasn't Big Ben been given a chance in the championship as manager? That's my. I'm outraged about Big Ben. Yeah, yeah. All these other. Clock, cuckoo clocks coming over and getting opportunities, and Big Ben, there it is, can't, e- can't even bong anymore. <laughs> you know, it's an absolute disgrace. Well, we did speak about outrage earlier, uh, and we spoke about, uh, and, and George mentioned there, about enjoyment. Seeing the Premier League's a myth, which you, and me and my friends have been saying in the pub before the game, it does beg the question of why, you know, why are people that obsessed with the with the Premier League, um, because I'm looking forward to this season more, you know, more than I have most uh, in recent years. The attendance doesn't reflect that, which we never. It's not. It's nothing. You know, we weren't expecting. Um, I want to be clear before I start this this conversation up that there's no attendance crisis or anything. Uh, there's only been two games, so the average attendance is only only reflect that as well. But Sunderland are second on thirty thousand four hundred and seven, only four hundred. Odd behind Leeds. And, and also, second, yeah. t- second tier of English football. Yeah. And also, thirty thousand four hundred is not anything that you need to worry about. That's a ten thousand drop for us. Whereas for yeah. teams like for Leeds, that's probably what they were getting last season. To probably want to have increased. So Sunderland had to drop, and you would expect it if, is. if and, we do better, there'll be more and more people. And, and, and it's this it's, it's English sort of obsession about empty seats at the moment, isn't it? Now, is that why we're no, talking no, about? No, yeah, no, but the difference is it's our, it's our club. And, and we, we are in the, we are in the ground witnessing the, uh, the atmosphere, so I think it's perfectly reasonable for us to have this debate. I'm talking about other fans just sort of empty seats when their ground all is like 20,000. It just winds me up. Yeah. And, and this James obsession. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and this thing that suddenly it matters how big your ground is in relation to how many are mm. there, but it's just an attendance figure is an attendance figure Barcelona get like 20,000 less than their ground halls Real Madrid get like 15,000 less than their ground halls but what they do is they close certain sections for certain games which leads me on to the next point should Sunderland be doing that because I there was all I can't get my head around why they didn't try this when we were in the Premier League for the cup games now yeah. there, are, there are a few factors the Premier Concourse that's where like there's a standout like bar there, isn't there? When you go and it overlooks the river and overlooks the city and stuff like that, and it's like a showpiece bar. And I would imagine they wouldn't like people not to go there. Now we we did a Twitter poll, asking people if, at the very least, a way fans should come back down out that north stand. We should shut that north stand up, uh, put them down. I wouldn't put them behind the goal or anything. We move them on a side or in a corner somewhere. Seventy percent said yes, thirty percent said no. I um, voted. I voted yes. Did you? I right. wouldn't move them. I wouldn't move them. I'd keep them where they are. Would you? Move, would you close the concourse? I would, I would, I would, I would close the rest of it, yeah. but I'd keep the. I'll, just I'll to like keep, how, just to keep them away from pitch side. Yeah, I like how the lower ball is all Sunderland mm, fans, yeah. and I think when the team's playing well, even in Premier League games, like yeah. you know, you look at Chelsea under Allardyce, and obviously the Everton game, um, when we stayed up, the atmosphere is brilliant when yeah. it's not broken up, and then as well, if you move them back down. And you've got when we play, I don't know, later this season, Burton Albion, and they bring just about, you know, less than a thousand up, and you've still got massive gap of well, seats. Yeah, there. but you could you could open up like a, a corner or a little bit on the side for that, where you could you could all ad- adapt heavily to that as well. Uh, if if, they, if they're going to leave the top tier open, then they need to do something uh, about filling and filling from the front more. Yeah. Certainly. Now I know one of the things attractions maybe about the stadium is you can walk all the way around the ground and stuff. But if they need to change that, they need to change that. And if they offer cheapest tickets for the for the front, the lower tier, then that's what they're going to have to do something. But certainly for cup games, it should be trying like shutting some of the upper tiers. Now it's not there's nothing to be proud of because Man City do it, Newcastle do it for cup games. When you look at Newcastle's attendance for a cup game and something like thirty thousand, twenty thousand down of what that stadium holds, you look around the telly, it doesn't it looks full. You would never, you would never look at that and think, oh, there's twenty thousand absent there. Now it's not just for the way it looks on the telly, but the atmosphere as well. I mean, I was sitting in the north stand, and half the east stand was empty, and there's just no sort of sense of togetherness there at all. And the need, the need, people closer to each other, in my opinion, and starting to wind me up a little bit. Leeds have had their upper east stand yeah. shut for two years. Now, you go back and look at footage of Leeds playing and what it looked like four years ago and have a look at what it looks like now. Similar crowd to us. 
the ground that leads what was forty thousand or something. Forty odd, I think. Right. So and have a look. And what they've done is they closed. I actually looked at this earlier. Um, so leads. Okay. So what they did. Um, so you, you they, won't you won't get outraged about the about the time that the draw is for the cup. No. You're getting you're getting outraged about attendances. So you you do have not, outrage not, in you. Not attendances. I'm not outraged. I think the attendances are okay. No, the, no, the, no. The, but with, with the, the subject of attendances, you're getting outraged. Attendance you management. Have, you do have outrage within you. Attendance man attendance management I like. Right. That. Okay. Yes. Not attend I'm pointing that out. Like right. I say I want to start and be clear, thirty thousand is not oh, a bad oh, it's it's not a bad crowd for the championship at all. But the it does the, they do need to be closer together and there needs to be something done about it. Leeds shut there Upper East Stand, uh, and I found this when I was just having a uh, having a look about earlier on. They actually brought it back to play in Newcastle last year. They opened it for the first time in a couple of years because I saw the low ball out. Do that, yeah. Do that. All right. Um, before a game against QPR last season, the club have now been forced. <laughs> I don't know if I word it like that. The club have now been forced to open the East Stand upper. The East Stand upper had been like taken. Yeah, <laughs> it was under <laughs> like, siege. It's like we're being forced to allow you in, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know how they've worded that like that. Um, as well as the south east corner cheese wedge. Now I was speaking to I was speaking to I don't know. I've seen that on the telly doing yeah. yellow. Well, yellow yeah, seeds, well I was speaking yeah. to a Leeds fan um who I work with earlier and he said that that was a little corner of the ground off camera where they again attendance management because they wanted to bunch the, the fans together and it's made a massive difference. He goes to Ellen Road and he said it's it's made a massive difference because the fans are all together and it's not all these empty seats scattered about the place. Hasn't it become a requirement in the Premier League for away fans to move closer. It's on the, it's on the horizon, isn't it? In the Premier League, I think League. it has this year. I think it has, and some have got like, Newcastle, Newcastle got, got dispensation, yeah, dispensation for a year. Yeah. But, but that's Premier League, isn't it? That's Premier League. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that would have no. been impl- that would have been enforced on Sunderland if they'd stayed up. Yeah. But I'd not really. So my, I've been involved. I mean, I'll just. With, I've, I've, I've been in. By the way, I've been involved with. I've been involved with the FSF before, and I know they push for it. My opinion on it, I don't understand why that it was a, a thing. Um, if I if I was going to a match and having to pay X amount of money, there's no chance I'd be wanting to sit. If I was an away fan, wanting to sit in the very front row yeah. next to next to the pitch, I'd want to. I want to. I'd want to be. I'd rather have be a up, good vantage yeah. point. I'd rather be up a height. Well, home fans don't want to sit there, but, do they? But that's then, why I'd make them cheaper. But then that's tickets. a person. Then that's a personal. Then that's a personal preference, isn't it? And that, I don't think you can make those changes on personal preferences. I don't believe in the atmosphere argument because there's. You know, it's Sunderland. Every ground's different. It's Sunderland. The atmosphere would be better if, if we're winning. Mm-hmm. So, but you, you go somewhere like Old Trafford, and it, the atmosphere is going to be different because of for different reasons or, or whatever. So, my opinion is, I, I don't. I think if fans want to, if 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 clubs want to have fans in, in an upper tier, I don't really see what the big what the big problem is. Um, to be honest, but. That's, it's a personal preference. I don't think it should be forced upon anyone. I don't mm. think there's anything malicious. The interesting thing you're saying about if you sold the seats at the front for less, if the away fans were in a similar seat, you'd have to charge away fans less for, for that section. I don't care what I'm the just saying, away I'm just fans, saying that yeah. that's... And if you, the, the club itself might think, well, we're going to have to sell you know, the tickets for X amount of money and well, then reduce sh- it. Well, they should no, rather have a, a good... Atmosphere with 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 a ground where people yeah. together where it it gives the impression that it's yeah. full and creates an atmosphere and where, and if that means that you because the argument with that is people have always said well you can't do that because the way it, it's not cordoned off and stuff well you can you can make it cordoned off you can have certain entrances mm. and then you can block people from walking around the ground well they do it's that not anyway. an issue but they pull the they pull the um, exactly wooden exactly bolt, wooden so, so door, just, like so just do it so just trial it and have that have that lower bit and yeah. try and fill that first and just try and do something rather than just sitting on your hands and not doing anything and saying, well, we're getting the same money anyway, so it doesn't make a difference because it's it's starting to get frustrating. It's something, you know, I've been going on about it even when we're in the Premier League, but more and more people are starting to mention it now. And I have noticed that. And I'd rather they were just proactive with it. Go and have a, have a conversation with Leeds or something, see how they did it, and just try it. And I know you say that, um, uh, that it's not just about the TV, but if by the, by the very nature of it, if you're sitting in a bit of the ground where people are spaced out and there's no one in front of you and there's no one beside you or whatever and there's all those gaps around you it's more difficult for you to be excited and angry yeah, and shout and immersed in the game and because it's that's absolutely part isolated, of it yeah. because you feel isolated so if you're all crammed together there's more chance of you bouncing off each other and feeding off each yeah, other and exactly. feeling that emotion and stuff like that yeah. so i mean that's what i would, i mean i think and i think that's the same idea with the with the away fans is that 
if you have everybody all together, you're you're kind of manufacturing yeah. that atmosphere. Leeds fans were great on at the weekend, but they were right at the top of the stadium and does all that noise feed in? Do Sunderland, you know, if, if that's nearer the pitch side, and I know it's been done before, so it's it's in some ways it's the same old arguments over and over again. But if they're down, if they're down near the front and making a lot of noise, doesn't that spur the home yes, fans on to make because more it's, noise it's, back? Because it's killed the atmosphere in the north stand. Because I sit in the north stand, and even if the away fans above you have one hundred fans there, it sounds loud and it come, the sound comes bellowing down. And it's just away fans, the, the, away fans sing. The, the, the North mean, Stand is what sing. the South Stand was twenty years ago. It's the same people that have just grown older, so they don't they don't <laughs> yeah. sing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't sing anymore. Now that's now the South Stand. I'll rather have them, even if it's pitch side, but not, not behind the goal and give them the best seats house. Even if it's on the side somewhere near the South Stand, I just think the whole thing needs looking at, and you can just guarantee that they yeah. won't because they don't care because they're getting the same money from selling the, the same um, tickets. But it's. You know, it, it just it just drives me crackers that they won't do it because we, we need to do something about it. I think the, you know, the, from a competitive advantage, it's, it's almost like I don't want I don't want the, the opposition side to come and, and see their fans in front of them behind the goal or on the side. Mm. I want and them to have that dictate. Them well, put them in the upper well. put them in the upper on one of the sides then somewhere in the corner. I just want them out of the way. But anyway, tell you what, would don't have to be pitch side. Put them in one yeah. of the upper bits out the way. Tell you what, would. Uh, would improve uh, atmosphere, which we'll, we'll not get into a bit in a day. But if you know, if they, were, they did a large section of safe standing in the ground, then that's something that they, oh, every, every club. And it's nice to see other clubs lower down the league, yeah. taking the opportunity to. Well, that would be ideal in the low, in, the it, low, in those low, you know, where the low bits are. We're seeing they're not filling from the front. A, that would be perfect because yeah. a Roker Park and, and when you used to stand, you used to fill from the front. Now in yeah. the stadiums, people fill it from the back, and yeah. that's why you have this problem when, you, especially when it looks on telly, like there's nobody there yeah. and, and there's thirty thousand in the ground. So if they had that safe standing at the front, then suddenly all the lads who want to stand mm. up would probably go and fill it from the front again. There's absolutely so no you, reason. You, you know that, yeah. that, that would be that yeah, would be, yeah, be absolutely in favour. Two birds, one yeah. stone. That there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't have the whole of the south stand and one of the corners there is safe standing, and then the first rows behind I'd have the, all in the lo- north. Stand. I'd have all a lower ball. I wouldn't have safe standing. I mean. And then, and then like the, the pad, like the paddock at Roger yeah, Park. Yeah, all of that standing, and then the upper one sitting. The the exact same conversation is happening amongst Newcastle fans as well because of the atmosphere there too. So it's, I mean, it's 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 not just a it's by no means a Sunderland thing. It's a wider thing. It's a societal thing. It's the fact that going to the football is now very very comfortable, um, and. Um, I mean, I don't know whether it's also you're not an old fart. I mean, I I'm an old I'm an old fart. He did look at Rory right. specifically when he said that. <laughs> well, just like the main guy, kind of our old well, fart. Well, so so no, but but I think the way that we consume the way that we consume football has you know has changed. I and mean, you got the football and people are on the phone and people are looking. I mean, and people don't shout and people don't get angry as much and they don't you know they don't take out their frustrations in the same way that that. Sort of, I used to, and and maybe we used to. So, how do you how do you get that back? Can you get that back? Um, and I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't actually know what the answer is. I think it's worth. I definitely think it's worth trying. Can I, think, try it's worth, I yeah. think it's worth bringing away fans back down. I think the safe standing is something I'd, you know, I'd I'd definitely do. And it's about you know making people feel engaged and. Like they want to be there, and a lot of that is also about yeah. winning games of football, yeah. of course. And obviously, putting some responsibility back on football supporters instead of treating them like the children, and yeah, you know, you know all that kind of. Uh, yeah, you're going to get idiots at games, but like you get idiots at concerts who do stupid stuff. And you hear plenty of stories about you know. What do you mean by responsibility then? Well. Some personal responsibility stops treating somebody like an animal, and when they go to a football match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know, put responsibility back on people to behave themselves instead of treating somebody like, well, you can't have this and you can't have that but, because. But, uh, but do you think? I mean, do you think that still happens? I mean, I don't. Well, you look at the story you did over in Doncaster. You know, people getting women getting the bra search going into the ground. Right. right Things right. like that. It's like pe- people not being able is to that have the a... same thing. No, but it is though. But it all <laughs> yeah. it all stems. Yeah, like from you the don't same go to point. any other event and really get trapped like that. No, you don't. I think even you don't, buying... you don't go to other you don't go to a, a gig at the stadium. Well, like, yeah. I assume, and, and there's police there filming you with cameras. Well, they, they, sure they let you drink not watching gigs, don't they? And they let you let they, they let you stand in the seats. Yeah. And they let you drink in the seats. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, when there's a football match on, when there's a football match you can on, in your seats in, a, uh, in other countries, you're not allowed inside of UK. You yeah, can. you can. Yeah. I've, I've been, we've all, I'm sure yeah. we've all been to games abroad and, yeah, and yeah. stood and had a pint, mm-hmm. and culturally, that's what they do, and it's not a problem. And, and what that football's does as moved. Well. Football is it's not the 80s anymore. Yeah, not, not that I experienced it a lot in the 80s when obviously went to, probably went a very a few times when I was six or seven in the late 80s, but. Well, I did. I mean, I did. That was my that was my heritage, really, and it was horrific being yeah. a football fan. But yeah. then again, it was also, I mean, you get, I, I kind of get whimsical about that because it was incredibly raw yeah. and it was loud, and but it was also violent and it was also yeah. racist and it was also misogynistic. But we, you know, we're moving. We're moving. There's, there's things in place in football now that's, that's moving us away from those things, which is a good thing. So it's almost like. Because of those things, we lost what yeah. going to the football was because of all yeah. the, the naughty things that people were doing. Yeah. Now, there's far more. I think people are far more aware, and that sort of thing is people have got a handle on that now. I don't think safe standing would oh, bring no, see no, a return no, to that no, or a no, spread no, of that. No. And now I think it's time where we get a little bit of balance back and we start saying, listen, these are just people, you know, going to the match to, to watch a game of football. Let's maximise the opportunity for them to enjoy themselves. You're not going to have people. You're not going to have people bringing, you know, slab into the game and sitting drinking cans in the stand, are you? You still people are only going to be able to go and get one or two pints during the during the game at June a half, and the, maybe they don't want to. I mean, in Germany when I've been, the one time I've been, um, they had somebody going around like. You know, you have the cricket or the gigs or whatever with a, a backpack on with, a, yeah. with a, and, and I was, selling I was, beer and selling beers. I'll, I'll tell a tell a very quick quick story. I went to Lords to watch cricket like last year, a couple of years ago, um, and I took my dad for Father's Day. I'd never been there before, and I thought it was like the football, so I didn't take anything. Mm. Didn't take anything. Had a like a watery pint and a sandwich, and I'll have to. Can I swear? Yes. Yeah, go on then. Nigel fucking Farage was in the seat in front of me and um, he was with people and he had um, crab claws he the, the, <laughs> well no no not personally that's what he, he is a little he, 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 he ate yeah. crab claws he, he had a charcuterie plate he had this olives and it Just was like all you and washed, me, I, don't think this, I don't think this is libelous he washed it all down with this vast collection of um Drugs, of illegal al- drugs. Of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I've never hated a man as... The worst bit was, was when a mate of his actually brought out an actual cheese board <laughs> from his rucksack. And put, so, so, anyway, it was my mistake. Just like you but, and me. But <laughs> yeah, you, can go to the, you, you can go to the cricket and you can take your own food in and you can take your own drink in mm-hmm. and you're treated like, treated like adults. I mean, you can't take... I don't think the cricket actually on it. <laughs> you can't take... The ECB have stopped people taking... Cheese boards. The, the beer in. You can order. <laughs> oh, okay. Like for Lord, you can order packages. Mine. I, 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 I promise you. I, this is true, right? He there was lots of wine, lots of bottles of wine. He, at one point, his mate brought out a flask, and I thought, my God, thankfully, just something normal is going to happen. It was chilled dessert wine in the flask. No way. I promise you. How did you know that? I, could you well, smell it? Because it's one of the best mates right here. That's why he went some of that cheese board. Because he got on that mate. All these people going past. Oh, Nigel, keep up the good work. Terrific. I'm never, ever going to go to a cricket match ever again in my life. Destroyed it for me. Durham's all right. I've been to Lords before in like in in the year 2000. I've never been to Durham and that's the way it's staying because I'm like North East proud. Right, no, I'm only joking. Right. We went on. We have, do you know what we haven't done though? Thank people for coming to the Peacock at the weekend because we had a lovely old time. We did. It was very good. There was a point like half an hour before where we wondered. Panicked. Panicked a little bit on the inside because there weren't loads of people there and then suddenly the place. Up. I think you've only got a small window yeah. before a match, so I guess people knew what time to come. We never doubted you really. We're both, we never we're both doubted saying really. like before, but even by the end of the standing yeah. room, I've never been so happy about something we never, in your life. We're both saying before, like we're both nervous and we're never really nervous no, about the things to do. So like it was what, so meeting your public. No, well, no, well, we've no, we've mixing had, with ordinary yeah, people. Yeah. Like, what is it? I thought I felt as though people were going to look down on me for like bringing a cheese board. <laughs> um, no, but we we um, we had a great time, and thanks for all coming. And I'm sure that we'll see more of you there at the next one because a few people said they couldn't make it, and it was really good. So get yourself along before the Sheffield United game. Remember to buy your tickets for the live show in London, second of September, Southwark Brewery, ten pound a ticket, free beer with your ticket, one pint. There'll be a bit of food as well, and. 
you can get the tickets at wisemensay.co.uk. Guest is David Priest, who's doing very well for himself in the media world. That's mm. why he was on the um, that totally football mm. show on the week with uh, big piece James in the Times Richardson. last week. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, so get yourself in there before he gets too famous and he starts doing like the stadium light and that. And you can go and see him and have a drink. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or some chilled dessert wine. Chilled dessert wine. <laughs> chilled dessert wine. <laughs> a cheese, by, a cheese board. Is. He looks if, like a hipster, probably. If we, if, we, if we named our episode Chilled Dessert Wine, would be the name of it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>